Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 464. Why, do, why am I doing that stupid voice, Katie? Why did I, why? Why can't I just say, well, the Nerds Podcast, number 464. I feel like because I always start the podcast with the same, welcome to the Nerds Podcast, Matt's made fun of it before. So I was just trying to have fun with it. I was just trying to mix it up a little bit. I, I was trying to mix it up for the listeners. I was trying to mix it up for my own brain. Katie, I was trying to mix it up for you because you've heard so many of these. I think you've heard more Nerds Podcasts than anyone else. Like, because sometimes you've had to listen to them multiple, like a couple times. Yeah. To make sure that everything was everything was all leveled and good and and excellent for yeah, the, the I listener. Yeah, I have to listen to them quite a few times. God damn it! <laughs> One of these days, maybe you should be a guest in the podcast, and we should dig around a little bit. Like, what's what's KT Money up to? Where's she from? What's her deal? What are her aspirations? Okay. Are you asking me right now? Does she want a family? Does she hate families? Does she? Oh, what I don't sandwiches know. does she like? What's her favorite Slurpee flavor? Is she White a beach, cherry. Is she a beach person? Or, beach person. Okay, I didn't Doesn't say the Doesn't even matter or. what the second one is. Um, the <laughs> orgasm planet. Beach person. <laughs> wow, okay. All right, good. <laughs> I didn't even have to think about that one. Um, at Midnight's Back on the Air, we just completed our first week. Thank you so much if you watch. The show is, it's my dream job. So I am I'm very, very, very excited to be back. We'll be back for a while. So please watch. It's uh, Monday through Thursday after Colbert on Comedy Central at Midnight. Our sponsor for this podcast, Katie, I'm very excited about. I don't believe they've sponsored a podcast before, but mm-hmm. I but I love this company, which is Spec. Um, they make cases. They make like like phone cases, uh, mobile device cases, and they were one of our uh, big. They were one of our first sponsors for Course of the Force. They made these really cool. Yeah, those were great. Course of the Force. Um, they sort of look like the uh, they sort of look like the the clone um, the, the, the cases, the stormtrooper yeah. cases, and it uh, they they. I, I've and I've met a lot of the spec people. I, I've hung out with them at like CESs and stuff, and, and just like super nerdy dudes, just good, good, good people. So uh, I, the candy shell is probably the case that you know from spec, uh, and they kind of have this uh, long live the machines um, mentality, which advocates for humans to protect, not fear, the machines. Uh, so we are listen. If the machines are going to overtake us anyway. We might as well just be cool <laughs> with them, so that they're not like, "Hey, I remember when you were a dick to me when I was just uh, when I was a, a, a non sentient be- device." Um, so <laughs> I guess long live the machines. And by the way, uh, spec. If you go to specproducts.com, um, they'll give you. You can get cases for pretty much anything. It's a cool company, and they make great, great, great cases. So uh, go over, go over to spec today and. Wrap that puppy, and by wrap I mean put a case, and by puppy I mean on your device <laughs> before you put it in someone. <laughs> what? Can I not... Keep it safe. Keep it safe. Keep it safe. And keep it on the beach for Katie Levine. <laughs> Katie, the beach. You're a beach person. I like the beach. I like to look at the water. I don't like getting sand everywhere. Oh, I surf, so. Oh, yeah. that explains everything. Yep. You can't surf in a forest. No. I do like hiking, though, too. I like the forest, too. I just you, like nature. Anything that has to do with nature. Ever like. been to Costa Rica? No, I want to. What are you waiting for? It's fucking rainforest, 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 ocean. I know. I know. I need to go. You could, you could like, swing through the canopies and then just, like, jump onto a surfboard <laughs> and just, like, and just paddle your way out. That sounds like heaven. I think I think the west coast of Costa Rica is the one you want. I, when I went there, it was the west coast. They're surfing on both, but, yeah, the west coast, I think, has better surfing. Because I know people have done surf trips there. Miss you. 
I'm going back home to the West Coast, <laughs> Costa Rica. This episode of the podcast is Nick Kroll, uh, who is a dear friend of ours. This is a uh, three-peat. This is the third time Nick was on. Uh, the Kroll Show starts Tuesday, January 14th, and it is on Comedy Central for 11 weeks from there, I believe, um, at 10.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Nick, I adore. I've done so many comedy shows with that guy and hung out with him a lot, and he's just such a sweetheart. A dude can say that about another dude, right? He's a sweetheart. Yeah, I just want to hug him every time <laughs> I see him. Uh, and I'm one of the funniest people I know, so I, I greatly enjoyed uh, chatting with Nick Kroll here on the Nerds Podcast. Number 464! So I got a book ended with crazy voices. I like it. It fits. Do you like it better than the beach? No. <laughs> no. Sometimes you're a real dick, Katie. I know. <laughs> now entering Nerdist.com. Nick Kroll? No, that was too official of a start. Yeah. Oh, hey. Well, so let, let's just uh, have a natural chat, and then at some point you'll introduce me. What do you want to talk about? Um, tiny waters, mainly. Tiny Hold waters. Hold me closer, tiny waters. Wow. Yeah, you and out on the road. <laughs> yes, out on the road away from other people. <laughs> just out into the just, middle of the road mm, where the people can't road. hear. Um, here's one thing that I would uh, talk about up top. Okay, please. Um... I don't, I'm. Sh I think I probably came in around the same time last year to do to talk to talk to you guys, mm -hmm. and we were talking. Uh, I was saying that I thought that Justin Bieber would have a meltdown within like a pretty short amount of time, uh, and like a week later he peed in a a, a a mop bucket. So are you are you Bieber psychic? Yeah, I think I'm a little Bieber psychic. <laughs> well, yeah. And then after that is when he did the uh, Anne Frank. Thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, also this past year, he uh, Brazilian whorehouse um, <laughs> got carried up the Great Wall of China, yes. threw up on stage. Yeah, <laughs> got a bottle thrown at him. That's not him, but he, you know, he, he brought that. Yeah, he punched a paparazzi, or you know, so it must have been a cute. I have to say, I still think the meltdown has not happened yet. I think those are just these are just like tremors. Well, didn't he quit? Didn't he say he retired? No, really? He said he, he retired. He said he was going to retire from music. But, I mean, he's not going to retire from... To focus on arm tattoos? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to focus on Usher. Yeah. <laughs> to focus on his real love, uh, uh, macrame. Um, his his manager, Scooter Braun, is engaged. <laughs> Isn't that one of Hitler's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like that was one of a trusty Hitler's sidekick. In a, in a manner of speaking, yeah. Scooter Braun! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what should we do about these problems? Yeah. Scooter Braun. I am concocting the perfect Aryan child. <laughs> he is. He is beautiful. He yeah. will gestate for a period of 52 years. Yeah. The, and then The beanie on his hat was a swastika. Is that yeah, what it was? The little propeller, it was just in the shape of a swastika. <laughs> well, I'm glad we all now have blown the lid off this. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, have we started? I'm yeah, sorry. Usually I'm not the one who says that. Other people. So we <laughs> wait, wait, have we started yet? Oh, that's started? so good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we swear on this? Yeah. Yeah, you can say whatever. <laughs> Great. Um, you're a three-peater to the Nerdist podcast. You were on the first year of the podcast, and mm -hmm. then you were on last year, and mm -hmm. now you've come back. And uh, and so it's nice to I, – I imagine that the podcast appearances have really helped elevate your career to places that you never had dreamed possible yeah, I, from being on a podcast. You know – uh, that is literally why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, in all seriousness, though, uh, I thought you were really great on the James Franco roast. Oh, thank you. Which I, you know, it's, I've, I haven't watched a roast in really ever and been like, oh man, that was great. I mean, I know like the, I remember the old Dean Martin roasts I thought were great. And then I watched them again. I was like, oh, these are not that great. Oh, interesting. Everyone's drunk. Uh, yeah, everyone's <laughs> drunk and yeah. it's, it's really just super racist and yeah. it's they're not really. Yeah. And even some of the you know more recent ones always felt kind of awkward and like oh I think those people really got stung but this one actually was great it was really fun and funny and and I thought you guys I thought you um, did a great job thank you uh, you know the um, by the way we're talking to Nick Kroll um, 
I'm sorry, who? <laughs> That'll all be sussed out in the intro. Yeah, and also I'm realizing it's like it always happens in podcasts where it's like, oh, we we even said we even introduced you. You're it's Nick yeah. Kroll, and then yeah. you're like, oh, like the people reading the like description of a podcast yes. aren't looking to see the other name that is. I, I'll the tag. Blind test. I, I tag an intro. I tag intros on all. all oh, of them. So, okay. I'll, so and that's where there's like a little bit of a sponsorship read, and I go, this podcast was Nick Kroll. Uh-huh. It's the third time he's been on. Okay, you know, and do you do like stats. a do you do like an Alec Baldwin like here's the thing where he's like Nick Kroll came up in the New York comedy scene in the early 2000s like it's a docuseries yeah and it's like Blue Train it's like Coltrane is playing in the background (laughs) starting in the alternative comedy scene led him to LA where he began in Caveman hang on my daughter's texting me (laughs) what a cunt (laughs) Um, I'm not saying she is I'm saying he would say say that that yeah I was doing the character that would say that I wasn't saying that take it easy on Chris okay He's doing yeah. an act out. I'm fine. Act out. I'm fine. Jesus Christ. Am I flinching? That, that reminded me of that, uh, that old uh, BJ Novak joke, which was, uh, I just met Yakov Smirnov's wife. Ugh, what a cunt. <laughs> 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 That's a funny joke. It's so specific. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, the different pieces of information you would have to have. Yes. That, yeah. That, yeah. Put it all together. I love that. I love it. Um, the Franco roast. So- Oh, um, it was. It, I have felt similarly. Like I went to the. I remember going to the uh, Charlie Sheen roast. I went and saw it, and I was like, "Ooh, this is a really uh, negative vibe. This is like a real bad vibe to this whole thing. Like it's it's like it's like a NASCAR. It's like watching NASCAR. Yes, I was gonna say it's like yeah, a truck pull or something. Um, people want to watch like crashes. Um, and it was you know, and, and at that moment, like whatever you say about Sheen, he was fascinating in the country, but largely roasts had become like. Um, people who are like n- were relevant and no longer were, and this was an opportunity for them to re-enter the public consciousness, and then very funny people decimating them, and then um, without even really knowing them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And like, look, Jeselnik and Amy and Whitney and like are super funny, great joke writers and performers. So it was the, it was fun to watch the equation, but it was a different thing than what I think we all quote unquote remember from the Dean Martin roast, which was like, oh, these guys are all buddies, and like <laughs> let's watch them be racist and homophobic. Yeah. Um, but it still was there was a camaraderie there that was kind of fun. Um, and so when they said Franco about the Franco roast, it was like, oh, that would be if I were to ever do a roast, this would be the one just because it was especially when they announced that Seth was going to um, be the the MC and um, that it was like, oh, well, R- Rogan's such a good guy and the tone that he will set, I think, will be kind of fun. And, and so, you know, he was like he, he they'd reached out to be like, do you want to do it? And I was like, I think I do. Like, I think I wanted to do this one that would be kind of like everyone f- felt relevant i was i knew everyone except for james he was the only guy i didn't know <laughs> um and so rogan i was like would you mind introducing us like over email and just so i can have some contact with him so i uh we emailed uh rogan put us in touch over email and and i emailed him and i was like hey do you want to get together for coffee and he's like i'm in montreal but if you want to call like talk to me i'll we can talk on the phone and i was like okay so uh he was like this is my assistant's phone number i was like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) okay fair enough no fair enough okay fair enough i'm not gonna okay so uh i call and and we get on the phone and then i'm all all of a sudden like wait what am I going to talk to him about? Like, hey, you know, so I guess three days from now I'm going to do everything in my power to decimate you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's going on? What are you yeah. doing in Montreal? So, and what's your weaknesses? Yeah, yeah. So he was, he was. Where's um, the tenderest meat? Yeah. <laughs> um, so he was like, he was very nice, but very quiet on the on the phone. Which I think now, well, so I'm I'm talking to him for like a minute, and I'm like, how's Montreal? He's like, it's good. I'm like, oh, I love Montreal. So he's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's a cool city. And he's like, okay, cool. And so I'm basically, like, he's just waiting for you to get to the point, right? Yeah. I guess so. And and so I'm like, so I don't know why I wanted to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, um, he's like, well, uh, I was like, so you know, how did did they approach you about it? Did you approach them? And he was like, uh, they, you know, they called me. He's like, I- I've never seen a roast. And he was like, uh, pretty stupid of me to do this, huh? And I was like, no, it's in line with your adventurous spirit, um, which I is true. Like, yeah. he is yeah. kind of like try anything kind of guy, which I really respect. Um, but then, 
but but I wanted to be like now looking back I'm like yeah like Franco can do whatever he wants because he's he's fucking beautiful <laughs> like <laughs> like the wildly handsome have a very different take on the world like the world is working for them yeah um and and for good reason like he's a very handsome very smart very hardworking very committed guy um but you know looking back i'm like yeah he was like oh so i'm gonna go to rosa and they're gonna be like oh you're so good looking <laughs> oh, what, a, what a drag oh you do all the things that you want to do yeah. yeah oh well, that's oh. like when they roasted frank sinatra yeah and, and everyone seemed too afraid to really take shots there's always a lot of it was like Hey, Frank's fucked like ten girls this week. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, buddy? Did yeah. you? Buddy? What a dig! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I wonder. Tell me. So, just I, we can get back to the Frank, the, the Franco phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Francophile, Montreal. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, it's all coming <laughs> together. <laughs> um, but um, so, so you look at someone like like James Franco, and I, I think obviously. I think nonstop about comedy and what makes comedy work and why some comics work, why some other comics don't work. And I know he's not a comedian, but he is in essentially in a position where he has to be funny. Yeah. And so I, I always think, you know, could a guy like Franco work with Louis act? Right. I mean, obviously some of the nuts and bolts would have to change, but part of what can make a comic, I think, is that they're not threatening to the audience in any way. Right. And when Franco walks out, he's immediately kind of threatening because people are like, well, fuck that guy. He doesn't have any problems. Right. I mean, obviously, yeah. he, does, he he's like he's a person, so sure. he does. Sure. But as a collective audience, people are immediately a little defensive because they think like, oh, that's he's he has way more than I have. Right, yeah. right. I, I think, you know, and I, maybe that's why he, I mean, who knows? I mean, he's tried a bunch of stuff. Maybe that's why he doesn't necessarily do stand-up per se, But but I think he... I think the key is like is is that he's proven over and over that he has a sense of humor about himself. Yeah, yeah. At whatever it is, whether it's like, um, you know, being on to me like being on General Hospital as a character named Franco, people were like, oh, what is he gonna do? And I was like, I was like, that's fucking cool. Like yeah. that's like you don't. He's not taking himself seriously at all. Like the people who I'm like could never do comedy are like musicians who can't like. Well, that's not true because a bunch of musicians want to do comedy, I think. But like people who take themselves like. He's a fascinating one because, like, actors, like, actors are so unironic yeah. <laughs> that they, you know, if they got up to do stand-up, a lot of them would be like, here's here's what's really going on, you know? <laughs> and you're like, it's like why Russell Crowe's, like, going to go do the Bill Hicks movie. Because yeah. he's like, yeah, Bill Hicks was saying what was going on, and he was earnest. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> about comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you're like, oh. Actually, I think Jim Varney was earnest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was not me. worth stopping the momentum for that joke. <laughs> it really was not worth it. I don't know. My problem is I don't know who it is. Ernest. Oh, oh. Played by Jim Varney. <laughs> well, I love that I just said the name louder and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, oh, <laughs> Ernest. Yeah. But oh, I, Ernest. Oh, okay. Vern. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, talking I'm about sorry. Vern. I'm, you know what see, I mean? Again. Wait, so Ernest's best friend was named Vern? Yeah. Well, see, I tend to think that Vern was just a psychological extension <laughs> of Ernest. And oh, okay. He was. He basically he had a split personality. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It yeah, was... Vernist, Ern, Vernist. Oh, okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he was talking to himself, like poking out of a shower, yeah. like yeah. talking to himself. Yeah, basically, I I think that the real character. I think Vern is the real guy. And Ernest is this weird projection, this mental projection of like, hey, why can't you open up and be more fun? Because and Vern was always shutting windows on him. Oh wow, yeah. that's true. And also the idea that Ernest is dead because he wears the same thing every time. Oh, so you maybe see him. So, that's what he was wearing when he died. So maybe Vern, or that's that's the other way is that Vern is real. And Ernest is like the, the that, ghost. Yeah. No, that's what we're saying. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, wow. But Ernest yeah. is either a ghost or a, or a mental oh. projection of Vern. Guys, I'm getting scared stupid here. <laughs> we should go to camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ernest, Ernest goes to purgatory. Yep. Which he's in. <laughs> or he's in. He might be. Yeah. Was he a comedian? Was that an act? Um, yeah, I mean, he was an actor and a, you know, and they were local commercials. They were like really regional commercials. Your area? Uh, in the Midwest, in the South, okay. for uh, really, th- yeah, it was first. Well, it might have actually even been more. And local was it than like that. Was Seven Up or Sprite that were the big commercials he did? No, no, no. He did like there was like a car commercial, I think. Like, um, you know, oh, there's some great deals down here at this Ford, lo-. and then it it sort of it sort of blew up in the region, and then it kind of went national, and then he like that character was sort of like. You know, it was like Pee Wee Herman or any other character that sort of became bigger uh-huh. than the thing that they were doing. It right. just became this kind of cultural... St- st- um, Not stigma. No, no, cultural staple. Like, yeah. just basically wow. this, you know... 
I remember it. I think my first, I feel like, was like a, like, hey, Vern. And it was like a, for, for like a seven up or something. Yeah, it was, it, this was, it was actually pretty far before that, but it was the guy who was the annoying neighbor and he would always like, mm-hmm. you know, he'd prop a ladder up on uh. his neighbor's window and be like, hey, Vern, you going to go down? And then Vern would close the window on his hands. Wow. So. What, ha- is he still alive? No, Jim Varney died. He uh, died of lung, lung cancer. cancer. Yeah. Yeah, he was an avid smoker. An avid smoker. Yeah, yeah, real big fan of it. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Some guys like comic books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy loved fucking cancer. Yeah, yeah. No, he loved smoking, but cancer was like the trophy that he got <laughs> from smoking so much. That, uh, yeah, he, he, that's so crazy. That's like Larry the Cable Guy, where it just became bigger than whoever uh, that guy is. Because he was a comic. Was Something yeah. Whitney, Whitney. Dan? It was a, yeah, Dan, Dan Whitney. Dan, it was a character he was doing, and then it just kept. He was just a, like a regular stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just, and I always wonder, because you, you, I, you know, I, I don't see you do a lot of stand up as you, Nick. I've seen I've seen you do I've seen you do some stand up as Nick, but I've also seen you do Fabrice mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. other characters. And yeah. so I wonder, do you do, do you like that? Would you like a character to be bigger than you as a person? Do you like that? Do you think um, it's good to have the separation? I, I think it's. I mean, I think I I I I, do, I used to do a lot more characters live. Um, and I think, you know, obviously having my sh- show has allowed me to do all those characters and feel fulfilled by them. Um, but I also at, at some point did make a conscious decision that I wanted people, to, I wanted Nick Kroll to be like the the, char- the the guy who did all of these characters that I could like go to. But also um, I found especially going on the road, I, I, I didn't want to be relying on doing a character because like if like in other and I, although that was, I think, like the comedy world, I think, or fan people, fans of comedy have become so much more literate over the last like six years, even just mm-hmm. from podcasts. Honestly, like that, you can go anywhere and be like, they'll be like, oh, that's that character that I heard on the podcast. Versus like, all right, like you've just seen two comics, and now a gentleman in a thong with four <laughs> pairs of sunglasses <laughs> is going to talk about Raven Simone. Yeah. You know, it's like it. You it, know what though? That sounds a lot like or the like right before the comedy boom. Late seventies, early eighties, when people would turn around, and, pack mm-hmm. into comedy clubs, mm-hmm. and then there were so many comedians, and some guys would just come out and do these crazy, ridiculous characters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without really explaining it at all, and people were on board. Yes, yeah. I think because it was there was enough comedy going around, and I think there's enough now. But I also just was like, I didn't want to be, t- I don't want to, I didn't ever want to be tied to one character. Um, uh, so it felt like, oh, if 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 I am the center of them, and then I can go and do all these different things. Um, I do find like uh, building characters that it's useful to perform them live because you can see where the laughs are. Yeah. Um, but I think podcasts, in a way, have also kind of made that not irrelevant, but have been like, you know, I'll go and do like comedy bang bang or something as a character, and then you can sort of see what people have responded to and be like, oh, that worked, or or messing around with them live versus just going straight to um, filming. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, going back a little bit, was there was anyone was everyone okay after the roast, or were there any hurt feelings? Um, you know, there were largely everyone was okay. Franco oh. didn't stick around. I remember he left right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, I saw Jonah was on the red carpet doing all the interviews beforehand. Right. So, which the both of you have done? Before. Yes, yeah, yeah. I did it for the Joan Rivers roast. I did it for Saget. Saget. Yeah. yeah, and so it's a it, it was a weird thing because I was talking to you and I was like mm. so nervous. I was yeah, you're kind of I was yeah. not. I did not. I am very glad that I was a part of that experience. But I did not uh, in, have fun. Uh, I was incredibly uh, nervous about performing, and I was in, I was somewhat nervous about what people were going to say about me or what people weren't going to say about me. Like, and and I think I said this to you, but it was yeah. like this almost scarier than what people were going to say was to just be ignored, right? Yeah. And then, because <laughs> oh, there is right. like a real, there's a real, especially with that roast where everybody was relevant. There was a real like fame ladder. Of like who's really famous, who's and like in, and I didn't mind like like Natasha made a joke. It was like uh, like Nick Roll, you're one fan out there, and like which I was like I was like great, you know what I mean? <laughs> and and like Franco called me a rat face, and I was like great. Like the jokes didn't hurt the jokes didn't hurt my feelings yeah. at all. Like I didn't I didn't mind them, but almost scarier was like being like ignored and being like I'm not as famous or successful as these people. Uh, like there are movie stars up here, and I'm like scratch to be a part of it which is true yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? it's like, that was and that was i think the scariest was like the reality of something like that in the end it was totally fine but 
actually going back to the character thing, was originally I was like, well, maybe I'll do a character because I'll feel more free to just really lay into people. Like, because I, I did an old, one of the first, only roasts I ever did before that was like, I think Paul F. Tompkins did a roast at UCB and I did Fabrice on that roast. And, and it was like, it was at UCB. It was like, it was like, uh, it was like Amy Mann and um, uh, Jimmy Pardo and, uh, Patton, and it was really fun because I just was Fabrice, and I could be as vicious as I wanted to be, uh, and like have that rhythm, and you can hide behind a character, and like, and I was like, for this roast, I was like, no, I don't think I feel like that'll be cheating if I'm like everyone else would be make not realizing like that I could be myself, go backstage, Change. become a character, <laughs> yeah. and come back and like like Hater, yeah. yeah, Hater did it, and was obviously so funny, but Hater is not a stand-up at all. He's not a guy who is like uh, Bill Hader on stage a ton, um, but was so funny and yeah. was able to do, and I was like, oh. and, and like Andy Samberg did like a bit, you know, like yeah. a more of a bit, which I thought was really funny too. I mean, that to me was the fun thing about that roast is everybody did well. Like yeah. everybody killed. Everybody had their own take and their own style. Yeah, even to Jonah's it. was like the like the bailing. It's like, why am I saying these things? You guys, yeah. my friend, and then saying something horrible. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. You're my friends. Yeah, and and like Natasha was super funny, and Sarah was yeah. super funny, and Ross, you know, Jeff Ross, who's like that's his bread and butter, like came up and showed why he is the fucking roast master. Yeah. Like he had great jokes. So, um, good. so it was. Uh, but to, just to finish the Franco thing, so I, the phone call. Uh, we fin and he was like, I gotta watch a. He's like, I haven't watched any. Do you have any to recommend? And I was like, Oh my god! Look, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> so I was like, uh, You know, you could watch the old Dean Martin roast, which I think is the vibe they're going for with ours or with yours. Or you could watch like the Pam Anderson roast if you want to see what the modern like monster version of this is. Yeah. Um. And he's like, All right, cool. And then I get off the phone, and, and I saw Rogan the next day, and I was like. I just, I spoke to Franco yesterday. I was like, it was the most awkward conversation I've ever, no, I saw him like the night of the roast. I was like, that was like the most awkward conversation I've ever had on the phone. Rogan's like, we've been friends for 10 years. I don't think I've ever spoken to him on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so whereas it felt to me like a power play, I think he's just not a guy you a talk on guy. the phone to. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then we did it and it was like, I went home and like, was like, that was terrible. Like I felt terrible about myself that night. Um, and my friends were like, my friend was like, I think you have like just body dysmorphia here. Like that, yeah. <laughs> you were great. Like, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I watched, I was like, oh, that was fine. Yeah. But it just was this weird, I can't explain it. It's like, it's such a weird negative, not a negative eye because it, we all are like friendly and respect each other, you know? Um, but you're exposed in a lot of different ways. Yeah. You're exposed, you're vulnerable in the sense that people could say stuff that you're really actually insecure about. Sure. But you should be okay with it because you're up there and it's all just mm -hmm. the name of the game. Yeah. You're also exposed in the sense that if you're not funny, everyone's going to be like, that guy's not fucking funny. Fuck that guy. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then it's going to be the thing that everyone talks about yeah. the next day. is like, yeah. oh, old Kroll bombed yeah. on the old road. <laughs> yeah. The next you know? situation. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Yeah, and, and on top of that, because it was Franco and because it was all of those folks up there, it felt like this was one that people were going to watch like that, like our world of people who you would want to watch and respect you are going to watch this one. They're going to like tune it like you watch yeah. this one, like or, you know, like you wouldn't necessarily you. I don't know if you watched like whatever the one was last year. I don't even remember who it was, but like there was something about like our community was going to watch it and I didn't want to fuck up <laughs> yeah. for our community and like. You know, a couple weeks later, I was somewhere, and I, uh, I'm gonna name drop here. Like, uh, I met P.T. Anderson and Adam Sandler, who had both watched the roast, and were oh, like, "Hey, good job, man!" And I was like, "Cool, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was fun. I was comfortable the whole yeah, time." Because you know what? You know what? You don't want to hear. Hey, I saw the roast. Look, man, those things are hard. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, or just yeah. even just like, "Hey, I saw the roast." So what are you up to now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I, I keep, I keep thinking about that. Was the first one I watched where I go, maybe I would do one of these. I, although I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm in a position where it's likely that Comedy Central might ask me to do sure, one sure. at some point, I, I, I still can't. You know that you do that thing when you're a performer when you're watching other people and you're like, would I have said that? Yes. Would I have a different joke? What yeah. would I do if like yeah. you can't help but put yourself yeah. in this situation? And I honestly, you I, I don't think yeah. I. I don't know if I would. Your, your mean jokes are good. No, I don't like being mean. <laughs> it's a weird thing. It's a really weird thing because you are like, 
we all are mean or we can be mean but also like i think in general honestly like comedians for at least from my experience our community is actually a very largely supportive decent nice group of people like the whole like idea of like mean like truly mean stuff like i guess we're all capable of it we're all monsters inside (laughs) but but like but i do think like inherently it's not it's not our community to do that really uh towards i don't know like i don't like talking about other comedians i will never publicly like like talk badly about other comedians like for instance who would you not talk about i'm kidding like <laughs> i don't know like a, you know like a, a jonah ray type right right, right. here never... we go i fucking know yeah. it i just i know i i, I kind of feel like that i would have two approaches from the receiving end mm-hmm. if i were just on a dais and i knew that shit was coming that i would either have to try to make as comprehensive a list of as possible of like here's all the things that they're probably going to go after yeah, yeah. and just go okay yeah. or I would have to go in and say it doesn't I'm just going to have to let all of it go and mm-hmm. whatever it is mm-hmm. you know this is just what they do and then and then just not and then just not take it that you just can't yeah. you just do yeah. you, just can't. you have yeah. you try to prep for it and like it was it was fun and interesting going out like that it was the funnest part of it was <clears throat> going out that week before and like Aziz and Natasha and Jeff and Sarah, we were all running sets around town. And, like, you know, Aziz and I were, were like, you know, we've been doing stand-up together, comedy together for, like, 10 years. So, like, it was fun to be out with him and be like and, – and, and, and also being like, I heard that so-and-so's going to do a joke about your – you know, like yeah. – um, and so – and like Aziz does, he's methodically yeah. effective and efficient at being like, oh, they're going to make fun of the fact that like I said I was friends with Kanye. Well, I'll go write a joke in anticipation of that. And yeah. and he was very effective at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but you are anticipating what's going to come and to be like, all right, am I going to have a joke ready for that or not? It's a <laughs> super weird process. Or just all of yeah. a sudden just feel an arrow go thump. Like oh, I didn't know that note was exposed. Yeah. I thought I was all covered up. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah that. Oh, yeah. How well, like you... like you know, Sarah like Sarah talked afterwards about how she was bummed that people talked about her age, um, and you know, and it was like God, I didn't even think that that would be something like she's so she's got such a good sense of humor about herself, and but you don't know, you know what I mean? I don't think she knew that that would hurt her. Oh, um, that's a good point. Which yeah, you, you know, know, I think I think that just that to me just says that they don't know her, and that that's not something that's some, anything about who she is. Right. That's yeah. just a thing. That's like, oh, what what are the but most also, surface things yeah, we can talk sur- about? Right. And, and that's the thing is like certain jokes just became the jokes that it was like you know gay jokes. Yeah. Or yeah. like like Franco's gay, or Sarah's older, or Natasha's not famous, or Nick looks like a rat face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was like. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cra- it was interesting because it was like like I I had a joke that got cut about Sarah being older, but it was like well it's a joke about her. She's not old. She's like a beautiful, super like hip, like youthful person. It's just that I've known about her for many years because she was on Saturday Night Live like t- eighteen, nineteen years ago, however yeah. long ago. Like you know, like I've just. But she's not in any way like I don't think of her as old at all. No. Right, which is one of the reasons you would make that joke. But but. Like, you know, you, we all have our sensitivities. You know what I mean? That that are have good basis or no basis. Yeah. I, I think – I almost wonder if it would be a, a good exercise or a bad – like, I, I hope for Sarah's sake that afterwards she's not like, I never thought about that before and now right. I was obsessed about that thing. Oh, like, I yeah. kind of – I would hope I, – I, if I were ever to do it, I would sort of say, like, you know, whatever shots whatever shots I take – Hopefully, when I come out of it, I'll be like, "Hey, I survived that, and it wasn't such a big deal." So yeah. maybe I don't need to be as insecure about all yeah. this dumb shit anymore. Yeah, and that's and it, that's the thing is like I was I was talking to someone about it the other day of like, if you if you said the things that you say to yourself about other people, you'd be like, "You're a fucking monster." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I, you know, I I started laughing because that's funny, and at the same time. That's a very poignant thing that you just said because I think particularly – I mean most people are shitty to themselves. Yeah. But particularly people in, in our – do who do what we do. Mm-hmm. And I don't – I think it's a very symbiotic relationship between this profession attracts people who are predisposed to be a little emotionally broken. Mm-hmm. And then the structure of the thing itself 
makes that worse. Sure. Yeah, it doesn't help it. But it's also, I also think to become successful, you have to be highly self-critical um, because you are you have to be improving yourself. So you're going to be like, no, nah, that wasn't good. Like, I didn't fucking nail that. Like, that, yeah. that set, like, that set wasn't great. Like, versus, like, guys like, hey, you fucking got some laughs there. Yeah. All right. Like, that, that, three laughs. Yeah, that guy's, <laughs> that guy's plateauing. He yeah. is, but the but the fucking got some laughs guy is probably not going home sad. Right. You know? no, yeah. Which is totally fine, but he's I... He's getting laid. He's getting, <laughs> yeah. he's getting spots occasionally, but he ain't getting a TV show. He's not getting a TV show. <laughs> That's fine. No, you're right. I, but I, but I definitely think there is a there is a difference between self criticism and 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 flagellation yes. because you know I say this to people something had uh, you know just in responding with people online about this podcast or anything that I work on or anything that we work on and you know um, what happens a lot of times is someone will say something really shitty like in a really mean way and I'll go hey you know you didn't have to say that that way I go oh, you can't take criticism like no 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 yeah. I'm criticizing. If you have constructive criticism, when people actually say, hey, look, I don't mean this as an attack, but just for me as someone who listens to your stuff, I think maybe you could work on doing this or try yeah, this yeah. or this is my impression of this. And I always go, oh, my God, that is very insightful and I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Now go fuck yourself. <laughs> and they'll say, go, I thought you didn't like criticism. I'm like, no, no, criticism is fine. Mm-hmm. But beating someone in the face is – that is – I think – in some people's minds, they think, oh, that's criticism. No, no, that's just being shitty. Right. And that's yeah. what we do to ourselves. Right. And so that's why I think it, you have to be careful between being self-critical and just like, you're so fucking stupid. Why did you think you could, as opposed right. to, that well, didn't go I, as well. How can you make this better? Right. But I think it's, and, and I think it's a it's a constant marriage of the two. But in a way, like, we have, like, some of our worst internet comment commenters in our own head yeah yeah do you know absolutely. what i mean it's like because yeah, yeah. like you can show a picture like you know you're like oh my god you look great in that picture you're like i look like a fucking idiot you yeah. know what i mean look yeah. at my fucking double chin and i'm a piece of fat fucking shit you know and then they're like no you look great and then like you're like i, I love it was like i love this picture of you and you're like that person's like are you kidding me yeah yeah, yeah exactly. oh, that one. look at that i'm a nightmare i'm a yeah. human nightmare i yeah. think <laughs> i think i think we all have to uh I think it would be better if we allowed ourselves the ability to recognize that there is a disparity between what we see because we are with ourselves every yes. second of the day and what other people see. Other people's brains cannot process everything we are at once. Yeah. So they're not going to see every detail that you're like, oh, this is weird or my ears are this or yeah. my chin is yeah. that. or yeah. I can't. People aren't taking that all in. They just look at you really quick and go, oh, that's Nick. Hey, there's Jonah. Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes uh, will look, if I see a picture of a, you know, like a paparazzi picture of a celebrity that's, you know, generally really good looking, and I'll look at it for a little bit and go, I wonder if they think that their face looks wide Yeah, Yeah, they do. I wonder wonder if they're like weirded out about this part of their neck. Yeah. Of course. They all all have their things. Everybody does. It's wild. It's it's really wild. So to just, as we continue to talk, because I think it's interesting stuff, but the end of the Franco thing is like, and about the middle of the roast near the end i was like how you how you holding up to him in like a commercial break because like they would come break for commercial we'd all like i was taking shots with rogan like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like i'm getting drunk and this is crazy but i went up to uh james i was like how's it going he's like he's like oh this is great he's like i never watched the roast so i didn't know that you guys everyone made fun of each other i thought i was you guys were just gonna make fun of me for two hours oh so he was like i think i'm getting off easy (laughs) (laughs) as you guys who all knew each other were attacking each other yeah yeah yeah. he's just james franco is too pretty for words yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it was so it was that was like also an interesting lesson of like oh it's it is also about expectation of like what if you're expecting the worst then if it you know everybody tears each other apart and leaves you slightly alone like oh that was great did you think about how you were going to react when people made fun of you because Aziz went with the slapping hand slapping which is what he does but (laughs) yes it was interesting to like you are aware I mean that was the other thing and and I think it's we've all been in those situations like you have to do something for the first time you have to do everything for the first time once so like for me part of what was disconcerting about it was like reading a teleprompter and being like am I looking at the camera is the teleprompter the camera right now or am I pretending to look at the audience and and like they're I can see on the corner of the monitor now that they're cutting to me for a reaction am I reacting you know there are all those there's so many things that you're trying to process at once that it's like and versus like you know like Seth or Jonah who have like 
done the Golden Globes or the Oscars and are used to being in a theater of people reading a teleprompter, you know, like, yeah. and I'm just like, I don't know how this fucking works. I don't know how to do this really. But I, I you know, I, I tried to react as genuinely as possible and, and <laughs> yeah. just laugh. It's you so know? funny to hear you t- describe because it, it sounds like. It sounds like what it's like to shoot a porn or a sex scene. You know, yeah. You, when yeah. you when you're an audience member, oh hey, they're, they're probably having fun there. But at the yeah. time, yeah, move this over here. This has got to be this. It's yeah. like hearing all the mechanics yeah. of it to to basically create what what you know. Yeah. What is this this seamless comedy? I've, yeah, I've had I've you know I've shot not a ton of like make out or or like sex sexy stuff yeah. and i like that's what i like to call it sexy, sexy stuff to have any sexy stuff i've probably got like one and a half hard-ons shooting <laughs> like make out now is that a or... hard-on and a half of one or if you added up like the little <laughs> like percentages of hard yeah. how many chubs does make a hard-on i've gotten like yeah let's say <laughs> One full hard on, and then like two or three half chubs. Along okay. The, did, yeah. the, <laughs> did the was the other person aware that there was a? Um, generally, no. I mean, that's the thing is like you're not like it's so. Uh, I mean, maybe once or twice. I mean, there's that famous like who I don't know who was a uh, quote of like uh, they're about to do a sex scene. I, I can't remember who it's attributed to like Brando or something like that. And he's like, I'm sorry for what's about to happen or for what is not about to happen. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Because it's generally frowned upon to look at an actress and go, did your pussy get wet? Like, you're not yeah. supposed to do that. Yeah. I was you talking, you're not? Oh, no. I was talking uh, to a girl Especially once. if you're a host and you don't act in things. <laughs> yeah. I was talking, like myself. I was talking to a girl once. It was about, she was like a day player on some show and she was going to have to make out with the lead guy and the guy comes into her dressing room and he's like, hey, peppermint or cinnamon? Uh, and she's like, oh. excuse me? Peppermint or cinnamon? What do you want me to taste like? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm so I'm so conscious of trying not to make the the woman feel awkward or like I'm so conscious of like let's make this comfortable and fun and and like that the last thing on my mind generally is like oh we're about to fucking do this. yeah 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 exactly <laughs> want it to look real. <laughs> Yeah, oh. yeah. Well, I just uh, Tootsie re- yes. re- it's, it's, yes. you know that thing, and he's like, "Are you ready, my dear?" <laughs> God damn it! I, that movie holds up. Yeah, yeah. One hundred and ten for Bill Murray. So Improvised good. all his lines. I know. We just did a live reading of that, uh, and and it was it's so good. It's so good. It 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 uh it it was. I rewatched it, and it's great, and it really holds up too on on the page. Where did you re- Where did you do a reading of that? Um, at LACMA, they uh Jason Reitman generally does them. He does a bunch of live readings of, oh, of, cla- right. of classic movies, and then David Wayne um did this one. Like Reitman's away, so Wayne did one, and I think Patton did one. Um. And uh, so Wayne's favorite movie is Tootsie, and so he did a live reading of it, and um, and I got to do Dustin Hoffman. I got to read that oh, part, wow. and it was the one of the most fun things that I've ever done. It was, I miss Dorothy. She's right here. Yeah, yeah, right here. Yeah, it's so crazy. It, it's and it's so. And I heard making that movie that they hated each other. Sidney Pollock and Dustin Hoffman were like clashing constantly really and it's it was just such an interesting example because in my mind it's like oh the best art comes out of when everybody's like collaborating and loving each other and mm. and it's like no that movie was a nightmare for them to make really yeah Fuck. i had no idea yeah i think it's like i don't know if you know someone you guys can google at home don't press pause listen to the whole thing and then go back. <laughs> but, make a note make, yeah, a, make note. a note to go google sydney pollock dustin hoffman beef Question mark? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, someone that's... made a Dustin Hoffman, Sydney Poitier. Uh, Sydney Poitier. I like that. Uh, no, Never yeah. mind. I've already fucked it up. No. But what was it going to be? Yeah, it was going to be a food like, joke, like a piece beef. Of meat? Yeah, like yeah, a piece yeah. of meat, a sandwich at a at a Tootsie themed cafe somewhere. <laughs> and just a very specific information. <laughs> this is a bit that was pitched a long time ago. I think it was a Mulaney idea. We were we we pitched a bunch of sketches to Chappelle show like you know when they, they were they would take submissions and the sketch was called Poitier's complaint <laughs> and it was just like but it was like really petty complaints from Poitier just like yes listen to me man <laughs> this dry cleaning is not starched enough man <laughs> shockingly they didn't buy it with the with the gravity of yeah. his of his yes, voice exactly. Yeah. Yeah, didn't I like the toast crusty on the outside, <laughs> man. You listen to me, mama. <laughs> These waters are too tiny. This change machine took my dollar. Um, still alive. 
Sydney. He but, is. Yeah. We're good. The director it. of Ghost Dad. Really? Bill Cosby. Are you really? serious? Yeah. Good for him. You ghost listen dad. to me, Ghost Dad. <laughs> <laughs> now you're Ghost Dad, see? I can see right through you. <laughs> These are not peanut M&M's, mama. <laughs> <laughs> that almost sounds like Bono and Bullet the Blue Sky. The God I believe in isn't short of cash, mister. <laughs> who are you angry at? What are you? Who are you talking? Is Bono or Bono the singer? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, or, you or too. Bono the singer. Was he in a movie Bono. or is this a song? Uh, it's a song called Bullet the Blue Sky from on, on Rattle and Hum. Ah. Uh, and it's just he's having this. You know, he was. Sort of go. It was the period of his music where it was like he was really kind of like critical of capitalism. Uh-huh. And, you know, it was just this. You know, God, I believe it isn't short of cash. But he was talking about uh, televangelists, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. he's kind of cool. Like at the end of it all, like he's like there's something you're like, oh, you're against capitalism. With your like, I don't crazy... mind. I don't mind Bono at all. And, and although I loved the South Park episode with Bono, well, I, I haven't seen that one. Oh, oh. I, well, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, yeah. you should. But yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah. You should watch it. Of course. Um, and they they basically <laughs> essentially just said the worst thing that you one of the worst ways that you can depict a person. Uh-huh. And it was still hilarious. But I was still like, what's everyone's Bino? with like he's uh, yeah. what's wrong with he's doing his thing. He he's has doing like his thing. of all of those kinds of people, he has like done. He has made a real impact on the world and I think in a real way with like the work in Africa like in a real way you're like oh you're not just like yeah he's not just talk yeah like save the do-. like I like yeah like oh, it's like dogs need saving you know and you're like <laughs> so it's I true put on this ribbon yeah yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're you... raising money for these dogs and you're like what about like the thousands and millions of homeless people in this country like well, they're not they're not cuddly <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. can't adopt one of those yeah so uh, so Kroll's show is back uh, in a couple days, January tenth. I'm sorry, January fourteenth. It's every Tuesday at ten thirty. So I don't know when this airs. This, this is going up uh, tomorrow. Great. So it's in advance of. Oh, the great, premiere. great. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, drum up some excitement. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's yeah, it's it's every Tuesday at ten thirty. Um, and it's uh, I'm really excited for it. I'm really excited for. Is this season three? Season two. Season two. Season two. Season two. You, you guys started writing this a year ago. This it air, yeah it started airing a year ago like similar like January nineteenth or something and we were writing season two when it premiered that's right and then we started shooting and finished shooting um in like June and we've been done wrapped 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 and like like October so this will be like watching someone else's show at this point yeah. it is it's kind of fun like I don't know if you guys have ever had that where you like you know I guess like midnight is like it's you shoot it and it's and it's back and it's that I night. get I get that with cartoons I do car- yes. voices and and you don't see the cartoon for like a nine months or yeah. a year you're like oh I totally forgot yeah. yeah and that's how it feels like it's it's kind of crazy because I like I put the show away you know you watch each episode like a hundred times as you're editing it and tightening it up and stuff like that and then you put it away and now I'm like re-watching stuff as I'm like you know getting ready to talk about the show and stuff like that and and I'm like oh god I forgot all about all it's it's really fun (laughs) you can sort of begin to enjoy it and it's sort of like we were talking about of like you look at yourself like I need to watch my when I edit my stuff like I need to watch it at least two times to before I can give any notes because the first time all I'm doing is being like Look at your fat fucking face. Oh, cut no. this out. I look fat. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I try not to cut anything where I'm like, I don't look good. But like the first time I watch something, I'm just watching myself. I'm yeah. not watching. I'm not watching you, you yeah, give, everything. You, that, that's sort of funny is that you give yourself a pass to be like, all right, here's where I'm going to not be focusing on anything relevant. Right. Yeah. But I at least just have to get this out of yeah, my system. I get one out of my system and then I can watch and be like, cut this, cut that. <laughs> cut everybody else's lines. Leave my jokes. Nobody yeah. else can score. <laughs> push, the, push the image in. <laughs> Uh, but then also cut my face out of it because I don't like it. Yeah, like, yeah, Nick, yeah. There's no one left in the show. I know, I know. It's just yeah. air it, air the black, air the black. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, it's perfect. AV now Club's perfect. going crazy yeah. for this one. Um, no, I think I'm actually. I think I think I'm. I'm actually being. I'm. I'm harder on myself on jokes of my own than I am on other people. Sometimes where I'll be like, like cut my joke, cut my joke. You know what I mean? And like, because yeah. um, it's you know every bit is like. Me and John Daly, me and Jenny Slate, me and John Mulaney, me and Chelsea Peretti, me and, you know, I generally have another, like, a partner in me and Jason Manzoukas. And then there are other pieces, but, like, in general, it's been, like, me partnering up with one of my good friends. Um, and and I'm, I'm usually, I, I'm like, eh, cut, 
cut my joke here. Like Mulaney's joke's better. Or like, you know, I like Daly's take on this or whatever, you know. That's for the better of the sketch. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think it is. I, th- I think I'm okay at being like, my joke's not as good here, or, you know. Or, is there someone there to say like, no, your joke is better. Yeah. And I need, and I, ha- and then it's all ends up being all my jokes. No. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I have, I, I luckily have like, you know, Jonathan Kreisel, uh, who directed the show and then John Levenstein, who's the showrunner. Uh, and then our editors are, are Dan Longino and, and uh, Bill Benz, and 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 I have I very much like try to uh, have a conversation with them about it. Like very rare. Yeah. There's been one or two times where I'm like, no, I want this. Like this is where I'm putting my foot down, and I want this. And you, I know you don't agree with me, um, but it's it's my name, so I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> but as long I, as you don't do it all the time. No, I do it very very sparingly. Um, because for the most part, it's like, no, you've hired these people to be your partners, like, or, you know, there's a reason for that. Like there's, yeah. And, and, and if you can release that element of it, then your job and life becomes so much easier that it's not all on you, uh, to, to make every decision good and bad. Oh, I agree. And I also, I also just, I, I, but, and I, I also feel like. Yeah, there's a you know a lot of people are funnier than I am, <laughs> and I, and I, yeah. and I'm I'm totally fine with that, and I, I just only you know as long as the best overall thing gets made, yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of don't care who says yeah the, who has the thing as long as the thing gets whatever out ser- there. services the bit or the comedy yeah. of the of the moment or the bit. Uh, yeah, I think so, and I think that that I think that's what I'm uh, that's what I, I'm very proud of with the show is I think like the shows as a whole um, are. Uh, like the the best version of the the show um and it and it and it's a you know uh, i think the whole process is very collaborative um yeah. and it i can't i can't imagine doing like that some of that is out of insecurity being like no i'm not funny enough on my own like i need like daly and Mullaney and chelsea and jenny slate and levenstein and kreisel and the editors and uh and all the writers that we have like i can't imagine like i i'm too insecure with my own product to put that out you yeah, know what i yeah. mean like and and also like i need to be a human being i need other people to have responsibility and ownership over this so that it gets done because i can't imagine being the only person who's like no this we need to get you know what i mean like that yeah. seems like a nightmare to me to be like a a a um a sole voice <laughs> this didn't work well you said yeah oh, exactly no, you yeah. forced your thing yeah oh, I did. Oh, no way yeah i did do that oh that's right i said it wasn't yeah, yeah you had to use my oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. still i said this still, you let me yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what it's still yeah. your fault so you're somehow, right right yeah um yeah so it's that the, to me it's the collaboration that makes it like a real fun also a really fun thing to do like, yeah yeah where you're like you know we were shooting this teaser episode um that's online all the episodes by the way are online if you haven't seen season one it's all on comedycentral.com and, and hulu but there's a teaser episode that we made um like sort of bridging season one and season two and it was like uh, and I had a bunch of the folks um, one of the differences between season one and season two is like we have a bunch of interviews sort of on the fly interviews with whoever the guest stars were because like because uh, we were talking about it with your show yeah. as well that like Comedy Central wants to like to see the behind the scenes and like same with Midnight where it's like they want to see all of us like playing around with each other yeah um, and and it makes sense because it's like some of the fun stuff is is the off the cuff like mess around stuff and so I had like Chelsea uh Jenny Slate, um, Daly, and Manzukas all there, and we were all just sort of like yapping away as like interstitial stuff. And and I was like, God, this is so fucking cool that it's like me with my friends, like truly my friends who I think are so funny, and then we're all gonna get in here and like talk about the show we made and talk about the show that's coming. It's like it's just so it's so yeah. it's so crazy that we get to do it. And it's so fun. It, it really it made it. It's it was a real moment of like. Oh, this is done, and now we're hopefully we'll make more. But you know, like a, a brief starting to like look back on it, be like, God, this, we're so lucky that we get to that this is happening. Yeah, it's long pretty... way from oh hello. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's crazy, and uh, so, and yet the same thing, you know. Yeah. And also, uh, I have to hugely apologize to you because you gave us a video for at midnight, and we couldn't air it. Oh, you couldn't? We couldn't air it because we in in the first run of the show. We were like, oh, one way that'll really be able to get our friends on who can't actually be there yeah. for whatever reason is we'll yeah. just get them to do something on their iPhone and their iChat camera. So we shot a bunch of them and we started showing them and we realized, like, we I guess we were thinking the way the internet works. Like, oh, you could just put this on YouTube and it would make sense. 
But what we were finding is we would show these like iChat or iPhone videos, and because people weren't mic'd properly, uh, the live audience could never hear what they really? were saying. And so we have this one screen that's just to the left of the podium that was just for like, oh, these are celebrity cameo videos. Yeah. And we had to we had to stop. The only other one we did is we actually sent a camera crew to Nick Offerman because we're like, right. we have to mic these people from now that's on. That's so yeah. interesting. And that so, kind of takes some of the charm out of it then, right? Uh, well, a, a, a little bit. But I mean, it, in, in theory, you think it might. But in actuality, like the... The iChat kind of iPhone cameras, they really just don't look as, like, yeah. when yeah. the rest of the television show is produced. Is, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that part and the audio is like, you're back here and you can't. Yeah. It, yeah. So it was a huge bummer. So I'm sorry you wasted oh, your time doing please. that. But I really, really, really want you to come do. I would like to. Come be on the yeah. show or come. Yeah, I would like to. And, and it's very exciting to watch. You'll crush. You'll fucking destroy. Yeah, it's it's it is fun. It's fun to watch something like that sort of take hold and, and work. And again, I, I go back to, like, you got to do something for the first time. It's like there are the things like that that you just don't know in season one. Yeah. You're like, oh, this thing that we like love the idea of in practice just doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, and we felt, I felt that with Kroll Show with season one to season two. You're just like, oh, like we were trying to do like, it's going to be super dense. And it's the show's still very dense, but it was like, we'll do one off sketches and then we'll do these longer pieces and we'll do da da da. And like, you wa- and then you, we watched it. You know, starting to air, and you're like, "Oh, like that doesn't work right." And yeah. now, like, and you get to go do season two, and you're like, "Oh, now, you know, like, let's have more, like, less of these faster sketches, and take that time and like have me talk to like, you know, Craig Robinson or Chelsea or uh, Zach or whoever the guest, you know, the yeah. guest star was, and um, and those moments sort of took that place, and I think makes the show." Uh, more of a fun hole to watch, yeah. but you just don't know. It's like yeah. you guys are going to do your show. You just don't know. That's up top. one. No that's idea, my fa- yeah. That's one of my favorite things, though. As long as you're given the opportunity to apply the knowledge that you've that you've yes. gained. Yes. Um, but I really, I love it, it's. For me, it's the equivalent of taking apart a toaster and figuring out how it works. Yeah. You know, it's oh that didn't okay great well it sucked that we had to lose that thing but amazing that we now because I'm sure you like kind of like what you were saying there's probably stuff that came up that you never ever would have had any idea like oh that's the thing that's gonna work oh yeah. my god and yeah. then you just and then you can focus on that. yeah and then you over focus on it and then people don't like it anymore uh, it's too but, thinking yeah it's like it's like sticking a toast a fork in a toaster yeah. get electricity but I do think yeah for me I, I let I definitely. Um, I definitely it's a process of elimination and it's like for me it's like putting the puzzle together that's the fun part of especially in the edit which I was always like scared of was always like well the edit is where I lose power because like I can control the writing I control what I say on set but once we get into editing like I'm just I'm just there you know what I mean but then now I'm like no the edit is another piece of that puzzle where you can just keep working it yeah so that's 10 it's running for 10 weeks Starting yeah. on the 14th. And then are you on the... Are 11 you, weeks, actually. 11, 11 weeks. Yeah. Are you, perform, are you performing anywhere anytime soon? I was doing the road uh, in November, December. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in New York, actually, while the show comes out, uh, making a movie um, uh, that I have been put together for like two couple of years ago. It's been a long process, but um, that is me and uh, Rose Byrne and Bobby Cannavale. Wow, um, nice. And it's sort of like a dramedy that I've been sort of putting. Nice. Yeah, that's so, great. Yeah, so I'm really um, – that's what I'll be doing while the show comes out. And then we'll come back – I'll come back from there and start writing uh, Kroll Show Season 3. Hey. Holy shit. Wow. So hopefully we'll get we, – it's script order. We haven't been, you know, picked up officially. but So we'll start writing it and, and see what that's happens. That's great. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's good to see you, Nick. It's Kroll. good to thank you for having me. I always enjoy being here. Please come back whenever you want. This Please sounds come. like a fake conversation. Please yeah? come do the at midnight program. Yeah, I would love to. I'm, I, no one's ever said like <laughs> as many times as people have said it, we started. No one's been like, are we? Have we finished? Are we finished? Are we done? Is this done? Are we, is this are we finished now? Uh, can I? Can I be myself now? Can I be? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ugh, can, you, can you believe I was saying all that shit about being insecure? What a fucking joke! <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like a real pussy there, Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and I, I said, I wanted to make women feel comfortable in sex scenes. I'm a monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just uh, binocked my dick. Oh, yeah. yeah, it stings. Yeah, oh, it really hurts. Why did I do that? Why did yeah. I do that? Cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> Dick flavored? Yeah. Dick flavored? Yeah. yeah, I don't know why they sold it either. Anyway, which one? Yeah. 
He just reminded me that I just saw an ad from the producers of Jersey Shore have essentially done Jersey Shore in the South with, yeah. with rednecks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, look, I get, I get it. I don't want to begrudge people working, and I'm sure if someone, you know, someone went to them and was like, can you please do a redneck version of this? Mm-hmm. And they were like, sure, we did that well. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. But the cookie-cutterness of it is so, like, the situation is called Daddy, and he's fucking shirtless and ripped, but he has really? a crazy yeah. nickname. Oh, and it's it just like, come on. Yeah, it's kind of try! Dumb. Try to branch yeah, out. It's yeah. done until we watch try it. Try to branch yeah. out. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you see the party down south? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking Have amazing. you read Daddy's book? It's really, really funny. <laughs> it's No, it's like it seems like it'd be dumb, but it's really Ironically, good. it's about moms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All righty. Get out. All right. Thank you. Get out. Guys, <laughs> these headphones, um, man, 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 buddy. <laughs> now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. I feel like I was blindsided because it's a competition show. From the producers of Jury Duty and The Bachelor. We have scoured the earth for the 14 greatest reality contestants that were available during our production window. Comes a reality competition show about reality competition shows. Nobody has dared to find out who is the actual best at just being on a reality show. I'm your host, comedian Daniel Tosh. Is win or go home. Each episode, our contestants will face new challenges. They will test their strength and lack of life skills for a chance to win $200 million. Thousands, not millions. $200,000. Prepare, because it's about to be ugly crying. Lots of fighting. Tasha, I have to defend myself. Celebrating 25 years of reality TV with your favorites. I have diarrhea. You cannot do this to me. What in gay hell have I got myself into? The GOAT. Stream free on Amazon Freebie or Prime Video. 